Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast, Sashafi. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. He happened to be out of the show when I was in Washington, D.C. to film my 100th episode with the Cats tour, but I am thrilled to have him on the show today. So he was the rum tum tugger on the U.S. National Tour 6 of Cats. Welcome, Hank Santos, and thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love talking to tuggers because it's it was the uh, my original answer for who the right jolico choice to be was a tugger Mistopheles combination and you and Ibn together doing all your TikToks and having all kinds of fun. I'm like, you are just adding to to this fuel here. Oh yeah, we this. were throwing gas in the fire for sure. I love it. So, but let's start at the beginning. Um, you obviously are, are going to go on, you, know, you went on tour as, as Tugger, but when was your first introduction to Cats? Was it, was it the 98 movie? Was it growing up? So I'm sure somewhere along the way I did see the 98 movie. Um, I do remember it, but my first like uh, experience with cats that I can remember was when I was like 11. Um, my dad actually took me to see the tour when it came through Charlotte. Um, I don't remember. I'm 27 now. So when I was 11, it might have been the fourth tour. Or yeah, the it was probably or... the fifth because the fifth yeah. went for like 10 years. Yeah, so that it sounds was a long, right. a long stretch of that tour. So that, um, we, we went to see it at, um, Ovens Auditorium in Charlotte and I didn't like, I, I wasn't in the theater yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't really know what we were going to see. And the only number I actually remember was Tugger's number <laughs> because he comes down into the audience and yeah. starts like messing with the ladies. And I was like, I was like, that is awesome. Like, I want to do that. Um, and this is pre me getting into performance, pre me getting into dance, anything like, uh, I was just like, so like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, yeah, he's a memorable character because he is like, it's the confident, it's kind of the like rock star ish. And, and some of the other ones are, are different with the numbers are so different. So unique that they're very relatable, but that's one that usually stands out for, yeah. for most people, especially when they can go in the crowd. Cause you didn't get to go in the crowd. Did you? I did not. Um, I, I cut it pretty close. I think, uh, <laughs> unfortunately to the company, I would like, you know, a- as the show went on, I would kind of get bolder and bolder with like how far to the edge of the stage I would go with bows. Um, I gave a few fist bumps or paw bumps yeah. towards the end there. I stole a couple people's phones and I would nice. like, take selfies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, I never got to go into the crowd. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you're 11 and 11 probably like on the verge of a confusing time to see, to see cats. Oh, most definitely. You are probably just starting to understand that you're watching a coming of age story with Victoria and a very sexual orgy at the ball. And like, like that's the fringe number for me. I'm like really young. It all is over your head as a kid. Go just enjoy cats. Yeah. Middle, like teenager, late teenager. Fine. You're, you're an adult to understand what's going on, but that 11 to like 13, 14 range is where it's like, like, hang on, like, hold on. (laughs) What's happening? A lot more going on here. Yeah. So did you recognize any of that when you saw it or was it just like, I had, I I had no idea what was going on, to be honest. I mean, I remember like, cause I, I went into it not knowing it was like 
a theater show, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. My Like my mom told me about it and she was like, oh, you and your dad should go like, you know, bond and see the show. And we, we went and it was like, uh, it was just so much movement and color and like all this. And so I was having like, and I, and I have, I'm, I get terribly distracted anyway. Um, so I yeah. was like trying to follow it along and I was like, what is going on, dude? Um, and, uh, it, it definitely was like, I, I'm sure my dad probably noticed it, but my dad was probably like, what did I bring my son yeah. to? Just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, it's, um, it's sensory overload. And actually it wasn't until when I went to DC and watched it again live, cause you know, I'd seen it in 2016. It wasn't, I like realized why I remembered Mungo Jerry and Rebel Teaser so much. Like the first time I saw it, I was like that member, that, that whole thing was so, that number was memorable. And I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that. And then I realized in, in DC, it was because it's the only time I wasn't overwhelmed with like stuff going on. I'm like, there's so much always happening on stage. That's the one time where it's like, nope, just focus on just these two. No, Um, seriously. And so, yeah, it like hit me after I saw that first one. I'm like, that's probably why I liked it is I. I now, like, at least now I know when I watch the show, I understand what's going on because I've spent hundreds of episodes trying to figure out the, the plot and the backstories. But in a first time seeing it, you don't pick any of that up. No, not not even a little bit. I mean, yeah. I remember, like, I, I wanted so bad to get, like, a swing out um, so I could, like, sit in the audience and watch the show. Yeah. Cause, uh, but I just never got the chance. Um, and we have, like, a archival bootleg, you know, that... Um, somehow made its way onto my phone and I won't go into details, but, um, it, uh, I was watching it one night and I was just like trying to see like, you know, little things that were going on. And I was like, it's amazing how much stuff you're like, wait, that happens there. Like, wait, what? Like you do Mm -hmm. this. Oh, this is because of this. Like you're like, oh, you're piecing it together slowly. But that's after like the fifth watch, you start to like realize all the stuff that's going totally. on. And you're, I mean, you were given the story. I mean, like you were given the actual background. So let's go into that. So you get cast in the show and you're essentially given the whole plot and the backstory and told everything is, was like your 11 year old brain just mind blown from that. I remember when it first like kind of clicked that like, you know, so we, when Christy Cartwright came in uh, to rehearsals and, um, you know, we, we do like a felinity workshop mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you kind of crawl around and, and get familiar with like the movement that goes into being a cat. Um, there's so much of it that is, it's just so like, like, oh, you know, like this is kind of steamy a little bit yeah. in some places. Um, yeah, obviously there's moments that are, that are super, you know, family friendly or whatever um but it it kind of um it takes a couple times to really like sort of understand like just what's going on and i think that's kind of what maybe deters people from cats because you know i feel like cats is one of those things that it's either you love it or you hate it definitely you know and so like i think a lot of people just are on the hate train because they just don't they don't grasp it the first time around because it's literally like nothing else you know yeah I've actually, one of my goals pretty early on with this podcast, once I realized it was, it was going to continue past 10 episodes was to find someone who could articulate their hate of it. And like, you know, someone who knows theater and can articulate, and I've yet to find anybody because whenever someone's like, oh, I, I hate it. I'm like, well, tell me why. Like, give me your, like, give me the reason why it's not a judgment. It's a, there is no reason. It's the, like, I just didn't like it. It wasn't for me. I saw it once. I didn't get it. And I'm like, 
Well, yeah. I mean, nobody gets it the first time they watch it. If you no. get it the first time you watch it, I have more questions for you of like, how did you process all of that so quickly? Like that's oh, a yeah. savant basically. Literally like going in from like the, the little bit of memory I had from it when I was 11 to like learning the show. Um, it, it was like having like, I, there was no way I was like early on, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get all this because yeah. they're, they're explaining stuff to me. They're like, okay, you and Misto are like, you know, your best friends or whatever. And then you and this cat are, are like a thing, but it's not like really, we're not really driving that point home. You just kind of known that you're a thing, but you think you might have a thing with this cat also. And then this cat and you hate each other. And then this cat, and I'm like, what the, what are you saying right yeah. now? Like, I was like, you know, it's just like, how is any of that like uh, articulated through the ball you know what i yeah. mean yeah there's so much of it that's just like it's so subtle in some ways you know yeah and it's really not because there's like it's not spoken word like it's not like a oh we're dating like and we're gonna say that on yeah. stage it's like supposed to be like a moment where you just give a look or you kind of have like a a dance number together or like an action and i'm like again there's usually 20 of you on stage when that's happening and so trying to figure that out is it's why there are people have like the super super fans are have gone like times and go every yeah. city because they can pick out a different thing each time which is what i mean what i think is really cool about the show is you can watch it over and over and over again and especially live you know like not the 98 movie where it's like you're just being fed the version each time but if you go watch it live you can pick up a different moment and i know you all take like without changing the show you all have a, the ability to make minor tweaks here and there and especially your character you have a lot more freedom of like it's it's almost encouraged to take some small, you know, uh, opportunities to, to play and have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely, I've gone off the rails once or twice, I think, uh, to where I, I could need somebody to come in and go, Hey man, uh, relax that. Well, that's, you know? so that's my favorite question I asked a tugger is what was your favorite couple, like liberties you took? Like what's some of the times where you pushed it? Oh man. Um, definitely for starters, definitely the, the selfies at the end of the show. Um, because, you know, with, with the COVID era rules, it was never explicitly said that I couldn't like go into the audience and mess with people, but yeah. there were definitely a couple of times where I like, um, I, I stole phones. I, I would like, you know, pick a kid's hat up off their head or whatever and like pretend mm -hmm. to put it on. Um, so definitely like the audience interaction, especially in my number two, I think in, in the tugger number, um, there were a lot of moments where I was, I was really messing with the people in the front. Um, I think I got somebody to leave one time actually, cause I think I was, I was messing with his wife a little too much <laughs> and I, and then all of a sudden act two begins, there's a big gap in the front row and I was like, Whoa, whoops. All right. Dial it back. Yeah. Um, that you might've caused a marital riff on the way home. Yeah. You know, yeah. That Tugger definitely tests the strength of the relationships in the front row. I, I love it. It's well, you know, and if, if you, if you angered the, if it was a husband and wife, if it was you know, a male, female type of relationship, they, they didn't get the bomb ballerina McCavity song. Like the hey. second act has, has another number. I know you gotta, you gotta, sit you gotta through stay, it, you gotta stay through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, that's why that's, it's, it's always amazes me too. When people get up and leave, I've never, never thought about getting up and leaving for a show, even stuff I haven't enjoyed. I'm like, let's see it through, you know, like, what's oh, the, yeah. 
it's, it's, it's in two hours. Like, I mean, I take do? everything personally, you know, so I'm yeah. sure maybe they just, you know, wanted to beat the traffic or whatever, but I'm always like, that was me. I did that. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah. I'm also just like, what are you going to do with that extra 35, 40 minutes of your life? Like, what did, yeah. what did you, what did you get? But, I know. Yeah. So, so you grab some phones, you, but you didn't, cause like, I know in 16 and pre COVID, like you got to like go out, out into the crowd. So you were kind of confined to what could you reach? Oh, if I had my way, I would have like, I would have left the theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I'm very like it, if you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, there were a lot of times where I was like, I, I'm also big on like ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. You know? So like, I, I was like, can I go into the audience and just say F it and like, you know, yeah. do it anyway. But then like, I was like, ah, oh, no, cause I got to get back and you know. And then I get backstage and everyone like at bows, everyone's like been waiting on me and they're yeah. like, dude, we got to load out. Like, where have you been? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's if you had the freedom during your number to go do anything you wanted, what would have been the, the thing you'd want to do most? Depending on the crowd, crowd surf. Crowd surf. <laughs> I like, love it. I'm like half getting to like, I, like there were times where I was like, could I be the first tugger to like crowd surf? Like, you know, that, that would be kind of sick. Yeah, like, just um, dive out backwards. Just and... die, you know, like fully, like have somebody catch. And yeah. like, there's been crowds where it's like some of those venues, especially like the the stadium style venues in mm -hmm. like Canada. I'm like, oh, you can easily, like, easily get like all the way to the back. You know, that would that would be probably the most insane bootleg video ever. Is if I, you jumped out and crowd surfed, fired instantly, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like literally. Uh, you know, I see, I disagree with that because I think that the whole point of Tugger, like the character of Tugger is supposed to be pushing that boundary of like, yeah. you don't care like that. The, Tugger's not supposed to care and crowd surfing would be very on brand for Tugger. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I see a future where Tugger gets to, to crowd surf definitely, or something along those lines. Like I just like. I don't know. I love messing with people when I'm in a position like that. So like, yeah, I spend half the show literally just like winking at people in the front row or like, like staring people down or whatever. Like I love the audience interaction. That's aspect awesome. Of it. There's, I wish you got to do green eyes in the, like in the crowd back in like, cause that's what they used to do. Uh -oh, they, like, yeah. Roamed around in the beginning yeah. before the show to like work your way up onto the stage. And it was just purely messing with people. Because I wasn't prepared for it, and it scared the living daylights out of me when the lights That's go down. That's another thing that I remember from earlier, the show that I saw when I was younger, was the, the whole audience, like, when they come through the, yeah. the crowd, you know what I mean? They start and that was, there. Yeah. And that's, like, that's a pretty jarring moment for anybody. I mean, I think that's why, like, a lot of people also get, like, a little nervous. They're like, oh, don't, don't look at me. I wasn't ready for it. No one warned me for it. You know, lights go off. You were kind of looking on the stage. I'm just... And picturing a very traditional 80s music, like musical theater. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden there's one to my right and it's like, it's dark. And it's like the, the whole thing is the lights, like their eyes flash green. And I've heard some stories of like little kids have turned and punched and, uh, people I'm like, yeah. like there's been some stuff of like, you've scared people too much. But as, as someone who would enjoy mess with the crowd, it's like, you get to really go after them at the beginning. Oh Yeah. That would have been, yeah. That, I, one day, hopefully you'll yeah. get to do this again. You'll again, I would have been a nightmare. Like yeah. <laughs> You would have been the one getting punched. Oh, I would have instantly, yeah. <laughs> so let's um, let's go back to the some of the stuff that you were told. You know, you, you talked about how it was a little bit like that you may be dating and your friends and here. 
what is Tugger's relationship story? Like, what were you given from Chrissy and the team on, on what you needed to know about Tugger's like life? So to be honest, like Chrissy definitely gave me like the bomb relationship and the Misto relationship, you know, me and Misto are homies. That was Mm -hmm. the whole thing. We have a little handshake. That's like a finger flip, you know, um, very nineties kind of surfer moment, which I was kind of like, I was like, I don't know. Can we change this like a dap or something? Like, um, but with bomb, uh, she sort of explained to me in rehearsals. The difference was that like, she said, bomb is real sex and tugger is kind of all talk. You know what I mean? She so she was like, there's a part of tugger that's not so follow through when it comes to a lot of the stuff that he totes on about you know what i mean so there's moments where bomb sort of overpowers him in that way because she's actually like about it and whereas tugger is kind of like he comes out there and makes a show and is all you know whatever whatever but uh you know his follow-through might not be really there so there's moments like um in his number where he's like oh i only like what i find for myself kind of like a okay, like she's, she's really moving in. Like, hang on. I got to still, you know, <clears throat> I got to still, uh, you know, yeah, show off a little bit. Um, so that, that was something that was kind of interesting to play with because at first I just assumed that he was just like, it's, it's just all sex and frills and, you know, um, but there's a little more complexity to it, which I, I kind of appreciate. And that's, that's sort of real for characters like Tugger is like, they're not always, you know, the, they're not really like always about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so interesting. So that's, that's kind of a version I haven't really, you you spend so much time being portrayed for Tugger as like the confident, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm with every single cat. Like, you know, they'd be lucky to, you know, you're sleeping with every cat, male, female, you're sleeping with all of them. Like you're just, you're, you're just enjoying your life. And the guidance is almost like a, you kind of talk that talk, but you don't back it up yeah. as much. That's interesting. Like some of them, like, of course they want to sleep with you or, yeah, or yeah. whatever, you know, but it's also like, uh, maybe they, maybe they haven't, you know, and it's maybe like, but you know, I, I also like, I love the, the confident boisterous aspect of Tugger. So, yeah. You know, I do play it up quite a lot. Um, you know, like, I just think that's, that's the fun side of it. Totally. Yeah. That's the fun side to perform. But now like thinking about, I always think so much of this, wrongfully so of like that these cats are just real people and let's like think through their like personal lives yeah and so hearing that tugger's got all these insecurities and like needs therapy because he <laughs> portrays this is like kind of a different take of this i hadn't really thought about I'm a, i've always thought of tugger as just the like david bowie rock star sure just totally at all times on stage doing that but you're saying like oh no this is yeah. the backstage i got some problems yeah you know i i think he definitely is that rock star you know but like I don't think he's as like, I don't think anyone is as, you know, um, black and white as they might seem, totally. you know? So yeah. it's, it's kind of a cool thing to keep in the back of your head. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to like, let it overpower my whole performance. Cause I was like, cause that's not as fun yeah. of a spectacle. You know, it's cool to see somebody who's like, they can do no wrong. You know what I mean? They're totally. just comp, you know, but like, I was like, okay, try to throw in a little subtlety. A, cause Chrissy Cartwright told you to. Yeah. And then B, because, you know, like it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Where are the, like, where's the moments where you would throw that in? Like, is it like a, a look or, um, an action? Cause like, it's not going to be again, not spoken. And so much of your number is very outwardly, like confident. So was mm-hmm. it other parts that you were able to slide that, that thought in? 
There were definitely a couple moments with Bomb. I remember where, um, like, I would kind of uh, the, in in the ball we're in the circle, you know, mm-hmm. during Victoria's um, Victoria and Plato's section. Yeah. Um, there were times where I was more like I would brush up against her, kind of, but then kind of keep my distance and then be like, "Oh, come here, like let's go." You know, when the circle gets smaller, like, "Oh, well, yeah. let's go this way." You know, oh, let's see what everyone else is doing, and um, I I tried to like as best I could to keep it sort of where we weren't like overdoing it too, too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, also cause I didn't want to let that like sort of get driven home too hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it's, it's like the polar opposites of like yeah. the, the character, which is so interesting from a, like a, like a storytelling perspective, but also really hard to probably play both ends of that spectrum when especially when the more fun one is the confident one like you, know, like <laughs> yeah, you, want, yeah. you want to go out there and just like own it and have a great time oh absolutely um with misto so your your friends like your is there not there's not a relationship because that's what all the fans want and that's what all the fan fiction's written about and that's what most of the pictures right. are drawn on listen man as far as i'm concerned there is one all right okay I like i know i i'm probably not I don't know what the rules with this stuff are. You know what I mean? Because there was like, I don't think there are rules. Th- there was a whole press day that I missed <laughs> when the rehearsals began. And so I just, I speak very freely. Um, but like, I like the idea that there is one, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. with, with cats in general, like they're not monogamous creatures or whatever, totally. you know what I mean? Like, and I think that why not? Why wouldn't the, the boisterous David Bowie character have his, you know, like, his true love on the side over there you know what i mean like it it makes a lot of sense i um people people have gotten really deep into that theory and they've talked about a lot of like different levels of misto and tugger Mm -hmm. um i i don't know where i stand as far as how like deep it goes because i i don't like i don't know you know what i mean like all, all these theories were presented to me like midway through me learning the show by like either other cast members or like the fan base yeah because i remember early on they were like just so you know like as tugger you're gonna get a lot of um you're gonna get contacted a lot by by like fans yeah and i was like fans what are you talking about you know what i mean i was like i'm a i'm like a theater guy like what do you mean fans you know like oh, yeah who am i you know what i mean and um they were like yeah just tugger has like a big following you know and there's a there's a huge you know whatever and so, like, I had people reach out and would be like, "So, like, what? Where do you stand on on Tugger and Misto? Like, or where do you stand on on um, Valfelis and and um, and I have, I'll be like, oh, uh, I guess I didn't really think about that. <laughs> like, yeah. so it, it kind of forced me to like really dive into it and be like, where do I stand on this? But like, for me, like, it it was the fun way to go, and it made so much sense. And it was, and Ibn is like who played our Misto. He and I were also roommates and he's like legit one of my best friends yeah. ever. Like I love this kid. And I was like, I want as much Tugger Misto like relationship as I can get with you. Cause like I, I Hank and Ibn get along so well. And I yeah. was like, I need this to translate through Tugger and, and Misto, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. I, I kind of love hearing that, hear your thoughts on it and just in general, cause it's the fan base is, is powerful and crazy and fun like they're a really really good group i've noticed in the fan base there are a couple things that there's just not answers on and there's a lot of like strife even within like there's opinions but you can't you can't get consensus 
Oh yeah. Um, one is, is there's a very big section of the fan base that does not care about the new choreography. It's like traditional old, don't worry about it. Yes. Which is one thing that I can't even speak about. Cause I only saw 2016 and beyond. So I'm like, cool. Uh, I don't know anything about dancing. The one though, that's interesting is like when you start getting into the relationships, there is like a group where it's like, oh no, Tugger and Mustafa's are definitely dating and together. And there's like, well, but are they? And then you get the same thing with a couple other relationships with like Bomb Ballerina and Tugger and like mm-hmm. some of the, are Demeter and Bomb sisters or are they best friends? And like, there's not yeah. consistency. And I have sparked some controversy when I've made a meme and it's like, I made a meme making fun of Demeter and um, Bomb sexual energy. And they're like, they're yeah. sisters. And then I like put it up That's on social media. Canon. And I got half of the crowd. It's literally half and half. It's like half are saying sisters, half are saying friends. And so there's not right answers to this because there shouldn't be. It's not, yeah, it's not what's part of the story. It's what makes the story so fun because it was a world created and you can have all these different things and they're cats. So like to your point, they're just cats. They're not male, female, they're cats. Like, um, so it's, I think it's really cool. It's a part I like about this most because it allows me and other fans to create other parts of this world that don't exist yeah and be able to say like well what did grizabella do when she left the tribe like i have theories but yeah. nobody's ever got an answer to that because it wasn't ever really talked about because it's not relevant to the two and a half hours you're doing on stage yeah um and that is what's cool there's a tumblr there's a group of um cast fans that write cats and in, in, in like everyday interactions on tumblr it's a community <laughs> i've seen a couple of those i think it is awesome like yeah i'm i got so sucked into it early on because like everyone was like um oh just so you know the tumblr fan base is pretty big yeah and i was like i haven't been on tumblr since i was like 15 you know so i was like oh let me let me check this out i i, and can't I was like this it. is so sick like i can't do it i'll lose you, so many hours if i get into it because i'll you, I, like, you get i know in. too I, got, I know too much now like i could write I can write every character in detail and I don't, I don't need that to be another aspect of yeah. my life right now, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're a really fun group of people too. Cause they like, they're creating new characters and they're like, it's so wholesome. I kept thinking when I was first told about it, I'm like, there's no way this is wholesome. Like this is going to be a little, a little like sexual and you know, like a little, a little furry ish. And it was like, nope, it's just a very, very wholesome group of people enjoying yeah. art, enjoying the art. Honestly, and like that, it's so cool to like get to be a part of something like that too. And, and because we're on such a small level that like, uh, you know, we get to like interact with those people, you know, it's not like if they were like Doctor Who fans and, you know, yeah. they're trying, the only time they get to interact with those people is really, is like at Comic-Con or something. Yeah. Like we're in it, you know, they can contact us on Instagram and, and we'll see it or they'll, you know, and so like it the the fans that like don't overstep and and make you like you know and ask you too many sexual mm-hmm. questions because there are a few of those yeah um but like the the ones that are really chill like i some of them like we even consider friends like we hung out with you know um a couple of them like just throughout the tour when they come to visit totally. you know whatever oh yeah i see and, them i see them on social media i know who they are they're all great people they all seem so nice yeah they're awesome i mean really and and it's such a privilege to like get to have that at this level in my like career you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's like who am i you know what i mean yeah. but like i get to like experience like someone who not only like appreciates like my performance and my take on stuff but like gets to bring me into this world that's like so dude, the, like, it's so vast. Like, there's yeah. so much backstory and stuff. And like, how can you not get sucked into something like that? Yeah. And there's just so much you can do with it. There's the cosplaying version. There's the artist. There's yeah. the Tumblr writers. There's collectors. There's just so much to it because it's been around for so long. 
It, yeah. I mean, that's where for me is everyone's like, when does this podcast end? I'm like, well, it's not because there's 40 years of five, usually five different productions going on every year. There's like endless amounts of people to talk to who have done this show. Um, and that's, what's cool about it. And is not, there's no exact one answer to 90% of the things I ask. Yeah. And that's what makes all these fun is like, I've, I kind of joke, I'm documenting cat's history just by getting everyone's perspective of their like, well, this is what I was told. And it's slightly different than what you were told. And it's slightly yeah. different than what we did because we were friends and roommates, you know, like there's, there's just all these takes on it. Yeah. So I want to, what are the other, I mean, you talked about, um, bomb, you talked about Misto. Is there any other relationships that you weren't necessarily told, but just, you were like, this one would have been fun to play. Um, with, with Tugger specifically, there's a couple times where like, um, we're, we were really big on, um, uh, Tugger teaser. We were big on that one. Tugger teaser. teaser. Yeah. We, we had a, we had a lot of little moments like, okay. uh, where we'd pass by each other. You know, teaser was one of those characters. I didn't really get to, to, um, interact with so much like on the stage, but we had a lot of passing moments. And so we would always goof about that backstage, me and Taryn, um, who played our rubble teaser. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I was really big on that. And there, there is actually like a bit of a following for Tugger teaser, as far as I know, from like the fan perspective. Um, there was also, um, wait, hold on. Can I ask a question about that? So when you, when you play a Tugger teaser type of like moment, does, um, Mungo Jerry, does Brian get like, like that's the other relationship is like they're playing together. Like, does that almost become like a little bit of a love triangle that you play on stage when that happens? So it's so subtle and, and Brian definitely like, I don't think I get to interact with Mungo Jerry, like even one time, like the only time I can, I can get to like, see him is when McCavity comes out and we give each other, like, we used to give each other like a sort of like a worried meow Mm -hmm. kind of look. Um, but that's really the only time like that we get. He's behind me in Tugger a lot. He he he's like uh they like frame me at one point with some of the choreography and stuff. But um so like that was sort of like a and also I don't know it I I know they're playing it like they're a couple. Yeah. But I don't know what the canon is for the two of them. So that it's a very different one where there's some brother sister thoughts, but I think most of it, at least Brian and Taryn kind of explained it as they were trying to like be together but they're also trying to win and the part that i loved is they were trying to win approval from um from jenny any dots which they thought was brian was um mungo's mom and uh-huh. that they were trying to work in of like okay we need her approval to be a couple yeah yeah i do remember them saying something like that so yeah but i was always like i'm not really sure like what the vibe is here you yeah know what i mean um and so I, uh, those moments were sort of just between me and teaser. Um, and that was also like, it's funny, like when you form relationships as people like backstage, mm-hmm. um, you kind of go, oh, we should totally do this or we should totally do this or whatever on stage. And then it like works its way into the canon. Um, yeah. and so like there, there are a couple moments with like, um, I remember someone saying me and tumble Brutus aren't supposed to like each other um or we don't but we okay. had a couple and there were a couple moments where i was I was like get out of here you know to yeah him. um but we had a couple like smiley playful moments too um it's just funny like there's there's so many 
there's so much you can do in like just these tiny little passes with like glances that like literally form a whole story together. Well, and that's, I mean, your point is spot on, which is that the relationships off stage impact because there's, again, it's not spoken word as what happens on stage. And we've seen some of the canons, like if you read the, the Wikipedia canon, there's some moments where they're like, these two are together. And it's like, well, no, that stems from 2016 because these two guys were really good friends off stage. Yeah. And yeah. like their characters weren't supposed to be in the 1998 movie, but now they yeah. kind of like play some moments and now that's the the way it goes moving forward. So yeah. Or you have the characters that got married in real life. And, yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. There's some, uh, there's definitely some, uh, Tugger Bomb Arena, uh, mm-hmm. marriages. There's been a couple others. A lot of them do involve Tuggers, which is kind of funny. Isn't that funny? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, a uh, uh, a casting kind of like uh, just well. personality style or or what but i have noticed that of the relationships i've heard that have turned into marriages i think i'd say almost two-thirds of them involve a tugger it's so funny because like there there are so many like people in theater that i know that um a lot of people i've worked with in the past have had like theater parents or whatever mm-hmm. and there's not one but multiple stories of oh how did your parents meet you know oh they did cats together yeah. back in whatever and I'm, and I'm like huh weird theme there <laughs> like, yeah well i i do kind of get it you for you're all in peak performance shape in unitards crawling all over each other for two and a half hours every night like it's a sexual show that like you're it's also just theater people I yeah mean, theater people in general like it's you know there's always it, i i don't think i've been in a single show where there hasn't been some sort of showmance that goes yeah. on at some point you know, like, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to generalize either. I'm sure people are probably like, that's not true, <laughs> but like, it's just been my experience, you know, but, um, who's to say, um, yeah. I've never been in the world. So I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you anything. I, I played one, one performance in my life as like a kindergartner and I've never been on stage Sick. since. So, <laughs> yeah. so here I, I have no, no frame of reference for this. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of the wrong cat died. I want to do some rapid fire. Yeah, some some cast questions. So, if you could go on for anybody not Tucker, forget whether you're capable, male, female. If you're, it's in your vocal range. Just if you could do one track one day, who would you want to perform as? Misto, no doubt. Want to do Easily. the turns? Oh my god, my- dude! If I could, if I could dance like that, like it'd be done. Like I'd, I'd be reckless. Love, love it. Like I, it's I just love, I love dance and I love movement so much, and I have such a little background with it i did like competition dance when i was mm-hmm. like an early teen only for like two years and that that's something one of those like oh if i just stuck with it yeah. you know like <laughs> and i that easily no doubt misto awesome um who are your favorite and least favorite characters from the show my favorite character i mean even before i was tugger easily tugger mm-hmm. um love mongo jerry and rumple teaser love the twins Tans, yeah, Milan, twins are crazy. love the twins like it's such a cool track like seriously um and tumble tumble brutus love that one um i uh as far as least favorite not really sure honestly like that's not something that i've ever thought about um i guess like oh dude i don't know i don't see pounce a lot on stage and so like but that's like as far as like from a tugger perspective on stage i know he gets seen by the audience quite a bit um but just like i i I guess i don't know which which cat personality if you took the people out of it like if this was the like just the way that they're supposed to act 
would be the one that you would get, like you wouldn't get along with in real life. Which cat personality would I as Hank? Yeah. Not get along with? Oh, dude. Um, Probably Alonzo. Alonzo. Tupain. Okay. okay. Uh, what is your favorite song from the show? Tugger. Oh, Tugger. yeah. Come on. All, in, all, <laughs> in. Uh, all right. So if you were, I always ask one fun one. So if you were, and I threw this to, to Luke and, and uh, I tried to turn them into a boy band because that was my original joke is that I wanted an X Factor boy band. Right. One Direction jellical choice so if you were with misto as a boy band tugger misto who are you filling out your boy band with from the other cats like what are the other cats you're adding to your your boy band um definitely it would be like tugger's the the bad boy crazy one that eventually goes solo mm-hmm. we got misto's <laughs> yeah. sweetheart um and then i would say i need tumble in there somewhere okay. i just feel like he could he he could do like the crazy crazy choreo and yeah. dance moves and then be the spectacle of the group um i kind of want play-doh in there our play-doh especially um sam buchanan we call yeah. him big sam um he's just this this tall gorgeous drink of water um who like you just need as a part of it yeah. um and it, if it was a four piece i would i would leave it at that i would also i could see adding monk to be honest, I monk. Yeah, it's I see. Like a, I, you know, okay. Just kind of like the the more like downtrodden, serious one. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like that. I thought about this when I first made that joke. I'm like, all right, how do I expand this out? And I thought what came, what first came to my mind was, well, you're going to be funded by Buster Jones, and you're going to be managed by Skimble Shanks. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I got that part out of the way. Now, what? Like, what's next? Who actually is going to perform with you? So I like those answers. Bustfer is like the big weight capital records. Oh yeah, he's your yeah, he's your uh, he's the cash. He's uh, yeah. paying for everything, and and Skimble's <laughs> keeping you on track. He's he's yeah. managing tour. Yeah, I love um, it. All right, this is the the million dollar question. I've I've argued at length that I don't think it should be Grizabella as a jellical choice. So mm-hmm. I want to hear: Do you want to defend Grizabella, or do you want to make a different jellical choice, and why? Oh man, I yeah, I thought about this so hard even before coming on, and I was just like, I don't know, because like, I, I'm really split on the decision. I I think Grizabella needs to be put out of her misery in a way, but also like, I think there's something to be said for like, can we just take her in and clean her up a little bit and yeah. help her out, but instead of just making her, you know, go to the next life, um, I part of me is just like i think gus the theater cat is a perfect example of someone who's lived the life they did it they they have literally squeezed the last drop out of who mm-hmm. they are and like what they do and then it's it's just time you know yeah. for them. so i think gus the theater cat is like the obvious choice in my opinion so if you're so i do keep track so if you're picking yeah. what am i putting your vote down as gus or grizz? Put, yeah you can put me as gus okay yeah. i don't on. think grizz i think i think grizz could have gotten cleaned up in in this time that's so that's my my current argument i mean my joke was always the tugger mustafalis together uh yeah, yeah, one sure. direction type of type of thing and i think there's an edwin drew style like let's let the audience vote on who's their favorite performance that night like who should go oh which yeah I think brings a whole nother layer to this uh, but my my real answer, and I think I noticed it's because most of the Grizzbells now are younger, is they don't look as like weathered and worn of like that. Oh my god, they're not gonna make it a year. It's yeah. like yeah, let's let's stick her back. The family's welcoming her. Let's let her yeah. have a year. Give her some like, time. 
let her let her you know get back to it still be glamorous still be you know, yeah like she can a, go next year yeah exactly there's time i um have you did your cast ever talk about this much i mean i i heard that they did it when i like the week i was coming because obviously that was like i sparked it a lot but did you ever discuss this we didn't like uh Early on in rehearsals, we most likely did, and I was I was so chaotic trying to learn the show that I probably it slipped over my head. But there was there was a moment in rehearsals when um when the story was finally starting to click for me of like what was going on, um where we were just doing like a stumble through walk through like just to get the um, you know the the stage spacing down, and John Anchorbow who played our Gus um, mm-hmm. turns to our Jelly Lorem and he goes. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> and it cracked me up so hard in that because I was like, because I was starting to get it, you know, and I yeah. what was going on. And I was like, oh my God, put this guy out of his misery, <laughs> yeah. please. Like, it just it wrecked me. I thought that was so funny. So that's sort of where my head's been at, like, since then. I, I was love like, it. yeah, it's got to be Gus, man. I love it. That's such a great story, too, because it's, <laughs> um, it's like, it's how they have to play it and feel. Like, there's if, every Gus I've talked to, has to almost sell themselves on like why they shouldn't go like to play it every night yeah because they should be in and a lot of cases a lot of people think that they actually were it until grizz came back it was like this was your year and then all of a sudden she came back and ruined it and they have to like accept that and they have to like figure out whatever acting method they need to to be able to do that every night and not be angry and yeah. so every guest i'm like no no you can say yourself like it's okay well i know we all know it should be you yeah but yeah, I love I, the, I, the joking of it. Yeah, um, that is that is so fun. So, the, how can people stay in touch with you? This has been super fun to to chat and hear your story, dude. This has been awesome. Um, I e- the easiest way is Instagram. It's just at Hank Santos. Um, also, uh, I'm trying to stay relevant on TikTok, man. Um, I I swore I wasn't gonna do TikTok, and then I started making Tugger talks, and they they did pretty well so i was like oh now i have to move this for every drop <laughs> so like, i i was i've told i told your entire cast when i was with them in dc i told everyone i was talking to that was doing a regional production the cats transition tiktoks are so easy and well done and then someone put it framed it for me they're like well not really because once we finish our makeup we're like about to go on stage and like not yeah. ready to go do stuff but i'm like you have this built-in transition and costume and like yep. amazing just total ambiance that you can put into these videos so it's been so well, fun to watch yours it's so frustrating as tugger because like i get the 20 minute intermission to do anything in that costume because i start the show as bill bailey yeah it's just a regular run-of-the-mill looking cat mm-hmm. um and so like all of my tiktoks as tugger i sweat buckets yeah. and like half the makeup's gone and like the wig's starting to come off and the, it's i'm just a mess so I'm like, I'm running off stage, like reapplying my makeup, like, and they're like, are, are you good, dude? You need water? Anything? I'm like, no, I got to make a TikTok. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that because you started as Bill Bailey. So then you redo your makeup, right? Like, yeah, to go I add tugger. black lines and like some glitter and some other things. Um, yeah. So you, and, could, you couldn't do the like pre-show in your, uh, just your normal Every TikTok clothes. that I've made is always at intermission and it's always like, I, I'm, I guarantee you I'm soaking wet. Yeah. Like, cause I, I sweat buckets in that vest and that fur. Yeah. Um, and so like, uh, but I, I wanted to do more cause like, 
for me specifically, like I have, you know, like I have like a sleeve of tattoos and I, mm-hmm. I don't, um, the, the TikTok that like did the best for me is like, I come out, everyone says I look like an alt boy that transitions into like a theater boy, you know, like, and I, I always thought that was cool. Cause I was never really like, I wouldn't really classify myself as a theater kid mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and I love the juxtaposition of like, you know, having like my, my tattoos and my, you know, piercings and yeah. the edgy look into like, I'm the rum tum tugger yeah. and had some musical, yeah. you know, um, the peak theater, like as yeah. theater as you can get. And I was like, oh, dang, I wanted to kind of milk that a little more. Um, but you know, it's, I'm glad that I'm glad that they did well. That's, that's that was kind of sick, honestly. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I, I've, as someone who pretty much only makes memes on TikTok and cause I don't need to be in it, can't dance. I'm sitting there going <laughs> like, you are professional dancers for the most part. Like any trend that you see, it's like, y'all can pick that dance up in five minutes and I will, I'll never be able to do it. So yeah, That's it's like you're, you're built like, for TikTok. You also feel like such a jackass during intermission <laughs> when like everyone's so tired and everyone's sweaty and like you're in the middle of a split week or whatever. And you come in like their dressing rooms. And you're like, does anyone want to be in a TikTok with me real yeah. quick? Like, and everyone's Anybody like, want to dance chugging more? water. Like, yeah. no, go away. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so like, I've tried to like, I have a couple in my drafts for like not finished because it was like a very ambitious, like start to a, I wanted to involve everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we we're at the point in the contract where I would come back and like, okay, so I need bomb right here. And then I need Vic over here. And then I need like Misto in my back. And then I need dude over here. And like, everyone's like, dude go away like yeah. <laughs> like what like we're exhausted like enough and you're just like you feel like so like oh okay my bad. i i still think you should have done more i i know i agree but i i get it i totally understand it's like mid-show it's really tough and it's not like you're putting this on just for you know for fun on a on a saturday it's like it's no you're going to work yeah you're trying to like do this content in between but it's no better or worse than like now that I know some of the, especially the theater influencers, I've gotten to meet a couple of them in New York. It's like, they're recording their content, like outside the theater, just selfie yeah. style on their phone. It's like, everyone's kind of looking around and so and again, anybody's yeah. doing it. You got to lean into it. You got, you, f- you just feel like such a jackass. Man. Cause you're just, it's just so hard. Like to, you really gotta, like, you gotta shake it off and just be like, okay, this is what I do for work. Yeah. But sometimes people are like, oh, look at this kid making it. TikTok. I know. know. And every time, I mean, I live in New York. And so every time I go to, uh, to theater, I have to go through Times Square. Like I get off, I go through Times Square and the amount of people I see, and they're usually tourists who I'm like, these are not influencers with their, with their tripods tripods and and like, they're like (laughs) ring light with them. And I'm like, y'all, this is, I know this is just a picture. And I take it every time I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to send this to my, my 800 followers back home. You know, (laughs) like this is, and I've tried to, like, I have a couple that are like, just not cat regular thirst trappy TikToks that I've made. And, and like, I post them and instantly I just shrivel with cringe. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh God, what am I doing with my life? Like, you know, my grandfather fought in a war. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're just dancing. Like, oh my God. On, yeah. on social media. Yeah. It's, it's a, we're in a different, different era. Um, but it's. It's fun. It's fun content to see. It's fun to see it all kind of happen. And th- and then there's also like, there's a positive side of the, the influencing world too. So I like also, also yeah, like to think of the yeah. like educational and help and the ability for, you know, I've gotten some messages from people who are like, I didn't get to see the tour because they live in the middle of nowhere in the yeah. country and are so excited to be able to see your content or hear this podcast or 
see bootlegs or some versions, it's like there's still ways to interact with it, even if you're not able to go. And so it's also an accessibility thing that I think is really yeah. cool for for uh, shows that maybe aren't as easy to go see. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's that's what really keeps me like wanting to stay interacting with people. Like, you know, I I, I definitely try as hard as I can because again, like, who am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not some a list or whatever i'm just i'm like a theater dude you know doing like a non-union tour and so when people reach out and they're like oh my god like i wanted to see you so bad i love your content like or or, like you inspire me or this and this and this i'm like i want to keep interacting with that because like i know how much it would have meant because usually it's like you know sometimes like teenagers or whatever sometimes it's like people who are kind of in that period of their life where they don't really know what they want to do and this is it's a scary moment for them and this gives them a lot of comfort and like like I want to be somebody who can like, you know, talk to those people and, and, and give them that back, you know, because they've, they're giving me a career first of all. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really just want to like, I don't know, just, I, I like to interact with people. Yeah. They're you know? fans. It they're, means a lot to yeah. me, you know, that they're willing to, to like do, you know, do all this like background canon theory stuff, you know, and, and like, it means so much to them. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, I just want to, um, you know, shout out to them, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. It means the world to them to have that interaction. And it's like, it's such a simple, easy thing to do too. So it's like to, to keep that perspective is, is awesome. And, and it's really like, they're the ones like the show doesn't go on if people don't buy tickets, you know, like it's, yeah, like, you can't, it wouldn't be going for this long if there wasn't that fan base. No, legitimately. Like we've, we've had fans that have come out to probably like 30 cities, you know what I mean? There's been yeah. ones that have like repeatedly seen the show have followed the show around and some people are, are always like are like are you cool with that like whatever I'm like, of course i'm cool with it what do you mean yeah. like they're they're coming to my they're buying the ticket to keep me in a job like and they're also they're also very nice people too and they like they show a genuine interest in this stuff and like um naturally you have one or two like people that sort of overstep and kind of push your your boundaries a little bit when it comes to like bring it into your personal life mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like that's anything i mean it, that that's cats that's any other taller show you know i've never understood the criticism of like the going to see it many times because i know it's not a complete apples apples but like i'm a huge sports fan and yeah. i go to games i've gone to other cities to go to games those games don't tr- dramatically change <laughs> like they're, no like for the most part especially once you get to like the pro basketball games like they're pretty much the same every place you go it's the same type of fandom and it's the same type of interactions with the players as it is with the actors. And there's people that are, it means the world to go get an autograph and to say hi. And then there's some that will cross the line and that is just like so many, it's art. Like it's so many things that are like yeah. that. And it's, it's always strange when there's hate on a, the group of maybe not just cats, people but like a theater person that goes and travels and it's like, Oh, but it's normal for a baseball fan or a basketball fan or whatever. Yeah. So I do I mean, think it's like this should be more normalized. Like it's it's a it's it's a fan. Absolutely, and every show is different, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a way. Like I I always think back to like when we started the tour um, in like Modesto and San Jose, when I was like a nervous wreck doing the show because I had, I just learned it and I was trying to I was following the footsteps of like Zach Bravo and people yeah. who were so good at the role and so like well loved within the community. I was terrified at first. And then like at the end of the tour, I'm this big confident. I found my own tugger, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I wish those people in San Jose that were so sweet and so cool, like 
you know, got to see the tugger that I am now and like all this stuff, you know? So like, I have no issue when people choose to follow the show. Cause I'm like, great. You get to see the evolution of, yeah. of, and there's just a natural evolution that happens in theater too. Like you, you you get a little bored sometimes doing yeah. the same thing. So you change some stuff up and that's totally. why like dance captains and people are there to be like, Hey man, reel it back. Too, too like, far. Or you're, yeah. yeah. Like you're, or you're not doing this anymore. There's too much, this, you know, yeah. it's always different. And I'm like, why, why, if you are a super fan of the show, would you not want to get to see like that kind of stuff? Totally. I, I mean, I also think like, you make like small changes every day, every, every performance. And then I, I just go back to when I was there in DC that Friday, I gave almost, I would say half your group, a very, very unique thing to try on stage, which was like so fun to do. It wasn't material, but I noticed some of them. And then I did see it the next day. And those decisions weren't made that next day. Cause it was like, we'll try it. This one didn't work. This one maybe did. Yeah. So it's like, those things are going to be different every time. And yeah. it's just, where do you look and how does it happen? And especially on tour, you have so many swings going on constantly. Too. Exactly. Yeah, I was about people, to say that. Yeah. Uh, like when, when the covers go on, like, God, there was a night in thousand Oaks where it was literally like, we had like nine people out. Yeah. And it was like, it was a completely different show. It was literally like our skimble shanks was Gus that night. Our Gus was Deuteronomy <laughs> that night. We had a completely different bomb. We had a different Demeter, different teaser, different um, tumble, different Alonzo, different. Like it was like it, everybody except Tugger and like er, and uh, like Cassandra. Yeah. I don't even remember. Like everybody was diff a different role. It was like everyone took one step to the right yeah. and just filled out another cat. That's it so was fun. yeah, but I'm like I, if I knew the show and like had seen like the regular like um everyday people go on, and then you see like, you know that, that must be like, it, it was cool to get to be on stage during that. But I was yeah. like, imagine if like you know the show and like you know you see totally. a completely different version, and you see yeah you see because it's everyone will have a slightly different take on their character, so it is every time is gonna have yeah. a, a a tweak. So it's it's why it still goes. It's why the the fans will go many times because they'll, they'll watch one character that night or they'll watch like a different person going on. And there's a big group of like theater fans that the minute they hear somebody's covering or going on, they're like running to the theater. Yeah, they get excited. Because it's, yeah. a, it's a different version, which is what's cool about it. Mm -hmm. So, well, this has been so fun. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and everyone should follow along with you to see all the cool things you're doing. And like your TikToks and yes, please, and encourage you to make more by <laughs> by liking the TikToks so you can go out in the middle of Charlotte and film some stuff where everyone's looking at you. I need the engagement, man. It's a new <laughs> world out there. I <laughs> I love it. Well, this has yeah. been so much fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm glad I finally got to to sit down with you. I know. Finally, finally got to do it. I I know it was uh, didn't work out in DC, but here we are today. Yeah. So yeah. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you. And thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at The Wrong Cat Died, or check our website, thewrongcatdied.com. Hey, it's
It's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 